Afterbus fans. Welcome for another Yellowstone After Show here at Afterbus TV. Today we conclude our coverage with season one, but fear not, we've got a lot to talk about, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to Afterbus TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> I feel like the outsider coming in because you guys have been doing <laughs> such a wonderful job. We've My been waiting for you. Literally, I feel like this is definitely, we saved the best for last. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of buildup. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I live up to it. I am Phil Svitek, and you guys, of course, are... Hey, my name. Ugh, my name is Julana Dizon. Hi, guys. It's Thelman Baysway Daniel. Always happy to be here. And I'm excited to join you as well. Um, I was I was away. I was supposed to do the show with you guys, and I feel bummed out because I didn't get to do all of the coverage. But I'm excited to be here today. We've got a lot to discuss um, today. We're going to kind of round things out with let's call them the uh, the evil villains, if you will. Mm. We've got uh, Rainwater, of course. We've got uh, we've got Dan Jenkins. And the good old governor, she's uh, she's kind of playing both sides, so we'll, we'll, we'll lots to talk about there. And of course, we've got an amazing special segment where we give you a little bit of history of the actual Yellowstone National Park, lots of history there. And uh, we're going to continue the theme with uh, giving our favorite quotes yeah. that would go on our gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> so lots to talk about. Um, I'm sure you guys kind of overall did um, overall thoughts as far as the season, because we've seen all the episodes at this point, so... For those of you just tuning in, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about it from all nine episodes. Um, but for my benefit, I want to kind of, maybe there's something that, um, you know, as you talked about it last time, there's something new that you were reminded in particular. What about these characters? Overall thoughts. For me, I just love the show because I love the setting. I always like watching TV shows that are just in, take place in beautiful outdoor locations um so that's a big reason for me why i like it and i just like the whole lifestyle the living on the ranch like a family ranch um with the you know kind of like the settlers and the indians thing going on in modern day and a lot of drama a lot of drama indeed what about you Thelma? definitely a lot of drama but i'm glad that we're talking about who you referred to as the villains this episode, but I don't know if I agree with that because I think Rainwater is definitely fighting for what he believes in, right? And so is John Dutton. And I'm glad that we definitely had that opportunity to see them interact with each other when Dutton sent him to jail, to prison. So it's I really think that, I guess he's a villain based on how you see it, but I, like this is one thing that I kept reiterating in the last shows. This show is not black and white. None of the characters are either. It's all very gray. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with Dan, right? The real estate developer, and true to that, you know, um, my enemy's enemy is my friend. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, you know, the 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 development of all of it doesn't happen till much later in the season. But of course, him and Rainwater kind of coming to terms. Um, just as far as initial reactions to that. Um, do you think on the surface this is a good relationship? Do you think they're going to be playing each other more so than they're letting on? I think that Dan is going to get screwed over in the end <laughs> by Rainwater. And like towards the end of the season, it kind of seemed like that was starting to happen. Um, but I just feel like in this whole scenario, Dan is the one that has the least amount of backup as far as like Thomas has the tribe and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of support there. And Dan mm-hmm. is kind of just like the rich guy that's coming in that wants to build condos or just to make a lot of money. He doesn't really have, other than making money, I feel like he doesn't really have like another reason that's holding him 
that he mm-hmm. really cares about. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think his downfall is that he has no true intention. So you have John Dutton, who's really fighting for this for a reason. And you have Rainwater, Chief Rainwater, who's also doing the same thing. So they're thinking many, many steps ahead. They're very much in a chess mindset because it means a lot more to them. So I feel like th- for that reason, you know, this relationship will work out. But I also agree that Rainwater has other things in mind that Dan isn't privy to. So he doesn't know why he really wants to go ahead and attain the, the land. But I think he'll get what he wants in terms of bringing down John Dutton. But he won't realize the real reason the Rainwater Rainwater wants the the land. Yeah, you, you guys are correct in that sense that that Dan is just for all intents and purposes. It, it's made a big point that he's kind of has money from L.A. That he's not, you know, as part of the culture. Um, he certainly doesn't know the land to any certain extent. Um, so, he's just so, greedy. He's just being greedy. I feel. Yeah, and even his advisors <laughs> kind of advise him quite against what's happening here and. He just blows them off. He does. He does. But he also doesn't realize that he's being attacked from different fronts, right? Because you did, you did see John literally send his daughter specifically after Dan. You need to bring him down. And she's mm-hmm. attacking him from his family front. So I think once he, next season, I really hope that we get to see how he's being attacked from all fronts. And I feel like it's definitely going to hit him. He's going to have a meltdown for sure. Man, when you, when you put it that way, it kind of makes me feel a little bit sad for him. Oh, no. <laughs> Not really, but, like, you know, just when somebody, like you said, sure. when he, he's being blindsided. Like, and now that you say that, I realize he is being attacked from all angles. He is, and he does have some reasoning because at the beginning of the season, he was kind of attacked. John did kind of started by re um, repurposing the dam. So he was, you know, he did, he is kind of fighting back to some extent. Maybe, except he's the one who, uh, you, you know, theoretically did the whole truck um, instance that kicked things off, remember? like that, In that, front of the cattle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, you know, <laughs> this is the chicken in the end. Now, we don't know if that's, like, the first, first thing ever to happen, yeah. you know. Um, that's kind of how feuds are. They just, one thing starts, and then by, by eventually everyone's killing each other off. They don't really know why they're killing each other. It's just kind of a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as, you know, I, I have to respectfully disagree mm-hmm. because I don't think he's being blindsided at all. Uh, you know, Beth, he, he knows Beth's intentions. Mm-hmm. He's also seen Beth interact with his wife directly. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's happening in front of him. No, I'm saying, well, you're definitely right, but I don't think he's, he's aware that she was specifically sent to, like, take his entire family down. Because she did allude to it, she said so. And when the when everything happened with the business partners, when she told her lawyers to go after um, to go after his business, she did kind of allude, let him know, like, this is what I'm doing. But I'm saying prior to that, he didn't really realize what she was coming for because he thought this was just an interaction. We're going to go to, you know, go to a bar with this girl, but no, she had something else coming. She wants to destroy you for generations to come. That's what she said, you know? Yeah. That's everyone's goal, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's that really tells you a lot about Beth. Like, I really want to destroy you for generations to come. That's wicked. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved to talk Beth with you guys. Uh, I'll just give my take real quick. I mean, it's it's interesting because watching her, there's a, there's a deep sadness to it all. Um, like, she doesn't want to do it, and yet she's so amazing at it and, and is able to execute, unlike most people, that maybe might not be willing to, quote-unquote, pull the trigger, mm-hmm. metaphorically speaking, of course. Mm-hmm. Although she could probably do it. Too. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 
you know, I, I feel like Dan is the most on slippery on a slippery slope. Um, and you know, he's he's trying to wield his gun, but he's I, I don't think he's uh, the right opposition as far as these guys. Yeah. Even though it's happening in front of him, I don't think he has the right clue of what to do. Yeah. To me, he seems like the the third play, like the third wheel mm-hmm. here, kind of. I feel like he's a financer, but Mm -hmm. like you said, he doesn't have the truest intentions, Mm -hmm. not fighting for the most. So in my eye, I see it as Dutton versus Rainwater with Dan Mm -hmm. on the side. And Dan is definitely blinded by the money in the sense that Rainwater is dangling. Oh, I'll take care of all these fees in front of him. You know, again, just all he cares about is the money as far as he's getting paid. He doesn't understand what's really going to happen when they take over the land and take back power. Or what they intend to do, I guess. Although someone, you know, ultimately someone like Dan could have sort of something in his back pocket for if he needed to. Like the fact that he, he's supposed to know all these investors. And, mm-hmm. if, and if push came to shove, I feel like he could find an investment and get get this made. Yeah, because he definitely yeah. gives me the impression that he's somebody who does this. He's gone to many towns trying to industrialize them and, you know, modernize them. So I think that he's definitely somebody who's done it a lot of times. So maybe he does have things in his back pocket. Let me guys ask you this. You know, I think you're right that he's probably done this, and I, th- I think he represents that alpha male, just like those guys. Except w- the difference is he plays he plays dirty, but not like cowboy dirty. If I describe it, not mm-hmm. cowboys and Indians, quite literally. Whereas those guys, they're willing to kill, go into the woods, and you know, he, they have mm-hmm. tactics he's probably never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he probably took someone to court litigated them like all these things and won the case and that's it did everything in a suit and a tie yeah exactly versus like oh i'm gonna take you out back and shoot you but you know i would argue that that's very true but they could also learn something from dan right because the old western ways are just not working anymore look at the way people have turned on john dutton and look at the way rip is being held accountable for killing that animal killing the reserve so it's like the things you used to do you just can't do anymore. You have to fight these battles a little more tact. So I think they could definitely learn something from each other. We'll see. We'll see if they're <laughs> not too blinded by each other's hatred. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into the next topic, though, uh, we do want to kind of keep you guys up to date, all things AfterBuzz TV here, especially since this is our last episode of season one. Of yes, course, we yes, will be back yes. for season two. Um, but... Uh, in the meantime, you guys can check out other amazing shows. So, Thelma, Hi, AfterBuzzers. Our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite television shows, from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There's no network that works harder to accept television fans like you. But we need your help. We're asking that you subscribe to either one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our YouTube channel, YouTubers suggest content that's tailor-made just for you. And if you're worried about pesky notifications... Don't worry about them. Hit that notification button right now. Thank you. And check out all our AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did in the comments, and we'll be sure to say thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans ever and helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. That's right. And you guys do some other shows, right? You do plenty of them, right? I definitely do. I do Get Shorty on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. I also do Married at First Sight. And soon, hopefully, I'll be doing This Is Us. Awesome. Oh, I love that show. I love that show. <laughs> what about you? What shows are you currently doing? I'm currently doing Chesapeake Shores, 
We do Mondays at 5 p.m. And Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team, which is Thursday nights after this. Oh, so 9 o'clock. That's a fun show. It Look is it. fun. So, see, and I'm doing Shameless in South Park. Oh, South Shameless Park. in South Park. Actually, episode was eight. awesome. First yes, episode. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> subscribe, and that way you can watch all the shows we're on, as well as other amazing shows that other amazing hosts are also on. All right, so back to things. So let's kind of shift gears and, we'll, you know, other side of the coin, if you will, talk about Rainwater. Mm. Um, I re- First off, I really love this actor. Um, if you guys have seen Wind River, I oh, love yeah. him in that. Mm. Um, so it's, I'm glad he's kind of reprising a certain role. And by the way, that's another Sheridan vehicle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie. And But anyway, I, I love this chief. I love... From opening moment, how bold he was is like you know. Here's what I'm gonna do, and he's standing his ground, and he's he's making stuff happen. I think he's a great actor. I definitely think he's a great actor, and I just love how current this issue is because recently, just this week, you know, two Native American tribes, you know, sued the current administration for not adhering to historical treaty boundaries. So it's the same thing that's happening on on the TV set. Definitely transcends to the modern times. And like I said, I love the interactions, and I love how Sheridan is being very bold and um, explosive with his language. Even when Rainwater and John were talking to one another, you know, John from his perspective is saying you stole from me you know and then Rainwater is how can he's coming from perspective of how can you accuse me of stealing so it's so deep and I just love that they continue this interaction he's doing a great job of bringing this character to life yeah uh, Dutton's response to that point is like I'm just going to treat the problem as is but, yeah. but the difference being that you know Dutton's whole mantra is you know generation upon generation upon generation mm-hmm. and so by by sort of having that as as the spirit of things, yeah, then you can't you can't all of a sudden stop like at the time that you took over the land from the Indians and mm-hmm. just say that that's all gravy that can be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where there's some flaw in Dutton's logic. Exactly, and I love that they're bringing they're really just doing a great job of bringing that to light. What do you think? It's just an issue of how far back it goes because like you were mentioning. He said, you stole this land from me, but Thomas Rainwater's like, well, but did we? Because I'm pretty sure we were here and you guys stole it from us. Yeah. yeah Six I, generations ago, seven yeah. generations ago. Yeah. Well, uh, what, do you, what do you guys think about the whole plot to basically earn white man money so they can buy the land? Which, you know, I've, I've seen similar sort of things. It's, it's interesting to see how it's kind of developing. Uh, I mean, uh, The Mask of Zorro kind of had a similar plot where the the, the Californians were buying, you know, California. Sorry mm-hmm. to ruin that movie. <laughs> but um, So it's not, it's not necessarily a new, new premise, but nonetheless, it's an interesting premise in terms of how they develop it. It's very business savvy, I would say, mm-hmm. and very uh, new world, not Indian cowboy world mm-hmm. as you were talking about before mm-hmm. um i i mean i think it's kind of it makes sense well there's a sense of irony to it right it's it's almost like a us laughing at you type of moment of like oh look how greedy you guys are all we ever wanted was our land mm-hmm. and you guys are now we're just taking your money. Yeah, we're taking your money and, and we're essentially paying you off to get away. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really all summed up in the beginning episode when, um, you know, 
Monica's grandfather was explaining rainwater, and he said something really important. He said, you know, rainwater doesn't think like us. He went to your schools, and now he thinks like you. Speaking like now, you know, he thinks like more of a white man. And I think that that really comes to play and to like to see why the Indians maybe haven't been successful in maybe keeping their land and keeping the laws that they want or having more political leverage. But because he has a different perspective, he can add his history and, you know, combine that with the education that he now has to think like people like Dutton, to think like people like Dan, to be able to see what can I use to self, to show them their self-interest, but really in the back pocket be doing what I want. But I think that, you know, we again, these characters, no one is so great, no one is so good, because the same rainwater who is trying to fight this white hat, you know, is kind of beating around the bush. You see him do a lot of cutting corners things with being a cop, and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody is everybody has their issues. I think it's important that he's come in with this new kind of view and that he has more a way of dealing with things like John and mm-hmm. like Dan, because if you think about, say, all, all these Native Americans, they live on their reservation. They go to school on their reservation. So unless they leave and, say, go to college or go to something like in the outside world, mm-hmm. they're very, you know, they keep their culture alive and very traditional. And so they might not have all those advancements and you know, know as much as Thomas does coming in from the outside. Yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, I agree with her. It is very business savvy, but mm-hmm. because he has been trained, um, you know, with kind of both both swords. Yeah, and I, I think that's why he. I think ultimately he's playing Dan so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I first off, it's not like we see the contract in front of us to even be be able to analyze it. But yeah. it, but I think there's definitely just the way it sounds. I feel like he's being very specific with some of the wording um, in terms of basically he's going to have full ownership and control of most things. And, yeah, he's going to be giving away a certain percentage of money, but that's beside the point. He's going to be in full control. Um, and I, I can't wait to see that come to fruition, although um, obviously he's he's uh, in jail right now. And I, I love his spirit. Like, he just has a smile about him. He's like, this, this is just an obstacle that I'm going to overcome, like. Good for you, Dutton. You got me here. Great. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And that, that also speaks to his level of preparedness as he's going into this battle, quote unquote, um, because it is a battle that's coming yeah. up. And that threw me off as a viewer when he got arrested. I did not see that coming at all. So to see him just be so put together throughout the entire process, being being checked, being ran through um, the process of, you know, being booked for for prison or jail, whatever it was, and then having that confrontation and the entire time keeping his cool, never losing it. It made me feel like, okay, he's been planning this for some time, and this is an opportunity I don't think he's going to blow lightly. No. No, I, th- I think he's very calculated. Um, so I agree. I-, I can't wait to see kind of what happens. Uh, you know, it- is it one of the biggest things, like, I-, I-, I love and I hate that they're teasing us with season two, because I'm excited for it, except it won't happen till next year. I know, yeah. we have to wait so long. <laughs> yeah. But if that's not fair. If you guys already have it, like... Well, they're still shooting. <laughs> Come I don't on. think they have, have it yet, but... Um, maybe one of you guys will be one of the extras or something. Though. I just submitted. Yay. We talked on our last show. I gave you guys the email where you can submit yourself for extras, and I just submitted myself today. That's right. We, we so, walked the walk. We don't hopefully... Next season, maybe I'll be in the background somewhere. Maybe we could pull some strings. We'll call some people. <laughs> yeah. 
Be like, watch our after show, hey. I'll and now we can, can interview you as a guest and a panel member. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Get some news and dirt. Doing double duty us. over here. Indeed. All right. Well, let's talk about the governor. Uh, one of the things I appreciate about the show, it has extremely, extremely strong women. Uh, and, of course, Linnell being, being one of them. At first, she's... I wasn't quite sure about her, um, just the way she was presented. She she was kind of just sitting in the background, and then when we see her with uh, John and, and sort of that relationship, you're like, ah, oh, she's being manipulated. But no, there's a purpose behind all of this. I don't necessarily know what the purpose is, and I'd love to know if you guys know, but um, but I think there's something. I'm honestly a little confused by the whole situation. Also, I don't know really what the end goal is, but I think it's... I like her character a lot. I will say that, and I just think it—it's a little ironic in the last couple um, episodes, or the one scene where they're in the office and they're basically trying to get John Dutton to leave his position. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, that's funny. I'm pretty sure I appointed both of you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that—that that was actually really interesting because he also said in that in that scene something to the tune of, um, because they're trying to say, "Well, we can't we can't do this." particular funny business, whatever it was. And he was like, oh, it's funny that we could do that when it was a matter of getting you guys in the position Mm -hmm. that you wanted to be in. And then he ended with, because I appointed the both of you. So I think what I noticed about Linnell is that throughout the season, it's shift because we've seen two conversations or meetings happen in her um, in her office. And the first one was when Jamie was trying to become... um, what is he trying to become? He's attorney, uh, attorney general. general. Yeah. Atten- attorney general. And in that situation, you know, his father had all the power. It was a matter of if your father says yes, yes, we can go forward with it. But she always had her own intentions, right? But then the second time, it's like, we don't even care what your father has to say whatsoever. We've bypassed this. So I feel like the reason Beth has a problem is with Linnell's because she can see through Linnell's aura she can see through her facade which is i don't really care about your father i'm using him because proximity is power and you and in my opinion i feel like that kind of came to fruition by the end of the season because once he wasn't powerful anymore once the news started getting out about his weakness quote unquote his cancer his sickness people turning on him she's like you're not useful to me anymore you see her flip immediately so i think that is that makes me feel like okay beth definitely kind of saw this coming to some extent so in that respect, is is her motive maintaining her power, or is it revenge, or is it a third option that I'm not aware of? I would I think her motive is something that we are not aware of because she has a bigger plan. She might want to be president one day. I don't know. She you know, and she feels like having the this is the oldest ranch in the United States. So just imagine the money behind that. So having that in your back pocket, having you know an attorney general who's loyal to you in your back pocket, having those kinds of like when she appoints somebody else, they have the ranch, you know, the rancher, um, the John Butt Dutton's position. So that's a lot of lot of power. So I feel like that's really what she has an end goal for. Um, so I would say option option three. We don't know yet. We don't see yet. It's bigger than we think, in my opinion. Here's what I would love to know, and maybe you guys can help me out, um, or certainly our fans if you're into real estate. Like, in L.A., to buy a 1,000 square feet. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Like, half a million, right? <laughs> a 1,000 square feet? Probably more. Maybe a million. That's crazy. So, and then I look at you go in, like, Maine, right? You can buy an entire town 
let's say a hundred acres for like you could buy an island probably for about yeah. the same price as you could buy a mansion in the hills a whole right. island right. exactly and so i just what i'm curious about because we obviously know from the show that that his land is worth a lot um but i want to know kind of like a how that value is assessed and what is that value because i'm just not for me i'm just not putting two and two together quite yet Oh my god! For me, I just feel like I, we talked about this the first uh, the first after show. The landscape is a character of its own in this show. Yeah, I mean, it is breathtaking. It's, it's go ahead. It's it's breathtaking. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So I, yeah, I don't he, know. he doesn't just have acres. He has beautiful acres. He has beautiful like, acres in a national park. And then he has cattle. Right. So that's then you're then you're feeding and you're providing for um, the people in direct and uh, direct correlation, direct um, ge- geographical correlation to Montana and to these places. So I feel like that's also a big part of it. And then the history that comes along with that area. So I think that's why it's also a historical landmark. So maybe that's also a part of why it's so expensive Could be. versus like a regular. We're, we're going to go and assess it. this land. <laughs> what do they call it? Praising? We're going to appraise this land. This way. Well, I wouldn't know. I'm not a real estate agent. Or we'll just make edu- maybe not so educated guesses. Yeah. Like just guesses for fun. I was guessing. Um, it would be interesting. Anyway, yeah. Because, uh, but by knowing that, I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like that in itself. If I understood that better, I could understand her motives a little bit better True. as well. Because, yeah, I, I'm just unaware of her end game, and because we're so every everything's contextualized to the Duttons, you know, we don't see her reactions beyond just with Dutton. Yeah, I feel the same. I think it's a third option because we've seen her in and out a little bit, but I don't think that we have enough facts to really know that much about her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How, we know the relationship um, is with Dutton, and how do you think, like, kind of the history, if you had to, like, write fan fiction right here, right now, how has this relationship started, and was it always just like, okay, I'm going to point her, and then all of a sudden it just turned that way, or it was like, they started going out, and then, oh, then like, you know what, you should you should go be governor. I, I would say that, well, John Dutton grew up there, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with, they were lovers when they were young. Mm. Or maybe they dated, so they kind of have this long relationship. And then as they grew up, I feel like it's kind of a small town thing. I'm assuming it's a small town. But, you know, when you grow up and everybody knows everybody and you're kind of in a relationship and then you just move up into positions of power together, you help one another out. Or then maybe maybe he got married and she was scorned and brokenhearted. Like, that could have happened too. Mm. Mm. Honestly, I would say it would be like history repeating itself with exactly what's happening to Jamie. A woman who knows exactly what she wants, very calculated, doing what she can to um, either assess the fact that he was in pain. I think she came after after her, his mom, or after mm-hmm. Evelyn, um, you know, Beth's mother, I think she came after because I don't see him really, the way he interacted with her, I think that was that was that was all that he knew then, um, and then she came after, took advantage of the fact that he was brokenhearted, took advantage of the fact that you know he needs he needs a woman, and she knew exactly what she wanted the entire time. So I would say that she, it's like history repeating itself for sure. Yeah, this is usually say he needed a woman because yeah he needed a woman, but I don't think 
because he certainly wasn't looking for a mother replacement. Oh, no, yeah, he just needed, and she knew that too, which is why she's always, she doesn't have a relationship with them. She knows how to play that fine line, and it was for the first time that she spent the night, and that was like the first time she spent the night at the ranch, so that, that shows how serious this relationship it is. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to have to have that kind of relationship with Beth. She's scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, but but Linnell is definitely a tough cookie herself. You yeah. saw the way she responded. It was like, I'm not one of these little people you're playing around with. Like, I can go toe to toe with you if you want to go there. Yeah, that dynamic I've never seen that dynamic. Obviously, like as far as strong women and kind of going against each other, but like her walking out and Beth just in that up. I love that. I love that. Uh, oh, man. All right. Um, any final thoughts on any of uh, our three characters? Uh, I don't know. I just really hope that um, Rainwater watches his back and doesn't get overly confident because, mm-hmm. you know, the pride, the fall comes right before the pride and she starts feeling too comfortable. So that would be my thing with him. In terms of Dan, I hope that he you know, fights back when it comes to Beth. I'd like to see a little tussle there. You know, I'd like to see him get just at least, I know she's going to win at the end, but I want to see him at least win a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that would be that. But when it comes to Linnell, I hope that she reveals to us what her intentions are, you know, and we can Slowly. have a better idea if she's trying to, you know, take over all of, all of you know, all of the city of the world. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, something that I just thought of uh, that I want to, going back to Rainwater real fast, um, is he going to continue to use Casey? Because he he had those initial meetings and he was trying to get as much as he could out of him, and it seemed like he's that well has sort of dried up for him. Like he didn't need to return to it. Um, maybe he got all the information that he wanted. Maybe just there's no information there to be had. I don't know. What's your mm, guys' perspective? That's a good point. I feel like he had that at one point, but now I don't feel like that connection is as strong because Casey went back to the ranch. And because him and Monica are kind of going through it, like right now I feel like when the season ended, he is ready to go back to his dad and be kind of really into that family unit. But Rainwater wouldn't quite be aware of that. No. Right. He'd have to, well, I mean, I guess it's not too hard to like find, get that news once once he's, you know, out and about. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I've kind of forgotten that perspective. I think, yeah, I had, I had too until you just brought him and I was like, so true. And I, well... Yeah, and and I like so true because now that Casey, like you're saying, is entirely in the Dutton camp, Rainwater will find out eventually because he moved home. So that's kind of obvious in that sense a little bit. But I think that Rainwater is the only one who will be able to sway Jamie in any kind of way um, because once he did that act at the end of the show, it kind of showed, it drew a very strong um, line in the sand to show what side he's on. And I think while he's on this time where his dad said he's training, um, while he's in this time of, in this cocoon of training to maybe take over the ranch or whatever, I think the only person who will be able to reach him is Rainwater because they have shared kind of tender moments, you know, from the from the heating and little things like that. So I think that would that relationship might continue um, very, very slightly, but secretly as well you know I, I, for my money's worth like is if rainwater can get his wife back get his kid back and like kind of get him the life that he's wanted i think he he does not care about his dad whatsoever i think his lo- ultimate loyalty is his family which isn't the duttons it's monica i agree did with that, that shock you though at the end 
Uh, not, I mean, it didn't necessarily shock me. I was, I was disheartened, I guess I would say. Yeah. More so than like, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it made me feel like, oh, wow, Casey has the guts to do that. So it, for me, in my head, it was more of like a character switch. Like, I didn't think that he would be the kind of person to actually do something like that. Yeah. If anything, I feel like I knew he was the kind of person to do something like that. I just Ooh. didn't think he would. I thought he had overcome that because he speaks about the things he did when he was serving. So I'm sure they were, you know, very dark. So I wasn't too shocked by the actual act. It was just the fact that he did it. That kind of shocked me because I thought Casey was, you know, just had, he had moved along and he had grown in some some aspect um, from his father's his father's dictation or whatever. I don't know. I don't necessarily want to make this too much about Casey because I know you talked about him, but everyone always attributed this special factor to him. And to be honest, I never quite understood it. And maybe this this special trait that that Evelyn and that John saw was this, like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like, (laughs) evilness he's cutthroat personified. Yeah, yeah he's cutthroat I don't know yeah and you know you're right that's another great point because the kinds of people who raise John is very much a very cutthroat kind of guy in good ways too and so is Evelyn she see the way that she interacted with Beth she tells her hey you're a girl I'm gonna have to be tougher with you than your brothers so she's again somebody who respects that kind of toughness so I think maybe Casey from a very young age probably embodied that and you know attributed that throughout his entire life which is probably why he was his mother's favorite and his father's maybe all right any i know i asked but (laughs) any final final thoughts all right well in that case um why don't we start with uh the quotes so these are quotes from the show that we would put on our gravestone Uh uh-huh when we die 100 years from okay (laughs) all right who wants to start I'll go. Um, So my favorite, favorite quote I touched on the last episode, which was um, John Dutton saying, a brand is not something you... Wait, what is that? I wrote it down. A brand brand isn't something you earn. It's something you live up to. Mm -hmm. That's a good quote. It is a good quote, but I didn't want to reuse it. I just wanted to reemphasize. So my quote for this week that I found is when they're talking about riding the bull. So John says, that's the difference. Oh, no, wait. Oh, yeah. Carl says, I hope I never meet the first man who thought it was a good idea to ride a bull. And John said, I don't know, Carl. First man might be worth meeting. It's the second man I wonder about. That makes sense. <laughs> because it's like, you know, um, the first one, I, I, I get the quote. And let me let me know if you guys kind of, this is the sentiment you take it in. Um, the first guy's kind of uh, courageous, right? He's just mm-hmm. taking a shot. And then the second one is like, wow, you're really dumb. Is that how you view it? One way to view it. Another way to view it would be, say, the first guy tries something new or, you know, figures something out. And the second guy is more of like, oh, well, if he can do that, I can do it. Or Mm -hmm. I can do it better. Maybe trying to one-up him. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think? Definitely the former, man. You're dumb. Like, in my opinion, what are you doing? (laughs) Did you not witness what just happened? Did you see him fling? Because I'm pretty sure the first person to do it did not have the girth to stay on. So they definitely were attacked by the horse. So how did you see that and then decide to go back on there? Well, I think the two actually aren't that dissimilar. Because in that sense, like, you know, by your perspective, you know, the second guy is dumb for trying to do what the first guy did because... 
if he was as courageous as the first guy, he would have gone first. Yeah, exactly. And AKA, that's John Dutton. John Dutton rode the bull first, and now everyone else is trying to ride the bull, and he's like, you guys are fools. Yeah, essentially. Way to bring it back home. But, okay, um, my quote would be from um, season one, because we only have one season, episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> and it was when John Dutton said to Rep, um, he Rip was trying to tell him about one of his children trying to contact him, and he said, "Which disappointment is this? Yeah. <laughs> Why would that be a quote that I put on there? Because what are you doing here? Why are you at my gravestone? Go live your life. Which disappointment is this? <laughs> Which friend is Which friend me? is this? What family member <laughs> is this? What loved one is this? Which disappointment is this? So it's kind of a joke in that sense, but I also think it's also Funny. an overarching idea for the show because that is exactly how John is feeling. That's the, exactly how everyone is feeling. Who can I trust? Who cares enough to?" keep my legacy going got it all right well uh i'll just i'll give one of the quotes that i really like although um i have one for the gravestone but let me just give one that i really like (laughs) um it's where they're kind of talking and it it, it, it's prior to yours where they're they're saying um you know um a a man's job is to keep his daughter from getting screwed but it's his but when it comes to his son, it's to prevent him from screwing himself. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Now, again, I, I don't think that would work for my gravestone. So instead... <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe. I don't have daughters or sons. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I'd prevent myself from screwing up. I don't know. But the one I really like, it's from episode one. Uh, of course, it is John Dunn. Leverage is knowing that if somebody had all the money in the world, this is what they'd buy. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a that's a great one, um, for sure, for sure. He had a lot of good quotes. That one, <laughs> John it's Dutton. John Dutton. You know? John Dutton. He has all the good quotes. I think pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good for I. I love Kevin Costner and the fact that he's you know producing the show as well. I think that's amazing. Yeah, and good I'm glad, him. and I'm glad he's they're bringing back this like idea of the Wild West. Uh, um, but currently, like, into television, I think it's been a long time since we've seen uh, this storyline played out in this in this magnitude. And you said something along the lines earlier of, like, that you're doing a spoiler alert for Zorro. If you haven't seen Zorro by now, okay, I, <laughs> I am disappointed. What? I haven't seen Zorro. Okay, I'm just gonna stop the Full sentence right there. <laughs> Listen, go see it. Just it's okay. I didn't it's give worth it. You're disappointed in me. Okay. That's what I gave. <laughs> it's Antonio Bandera. Also, kind of uh, just anecdotally, I want to talk. Like, I, I was going back to the West Coast, and um, and at the airport, uh, the lady next to me was talking to another lady about Yellowstone, and then this turned into a. And then um, everyone was watching the the. The, Vena, uh, the the Serena mm-hmm. match, but nonetheless, and all of a sudden, everyone just kept hearing Yellowstone, and like all heads turned at the airport to talk about Yellowstone. Really? Yeah, it was I kind of a so. very surreal moment. I was Aww. like, "Oh, that's awesome!" <laughs> everyone here likes. You didn't plug the after show. You, you, uh, didn't, you didn't feel like you need to jump in the middle of that and say, "Wait, everyone!" Well, I, well at first, I jumped in saying, <laughs> "I like Yellowstone," and then eventually, we got to that sure, point. Yeah, awesome. I like Yellowstone. If you like Yellowstone, <laughs> so you, you watch to- me talk about. Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, um, just a fun moment awesome. to, to, to have. All right. But uh, speaking of Yellowstone, um, I actually have had a chance to go to Yellowstone. Um, this thing is massive. Um, for those of you who haven't been, really huge. Like, it's just to drive through it. Like, if you're going to drive straight through it, it's going to take you at least four hours. 
Yeah, I've been just, there before. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to pull a little bit as far as the history. I'm not going to give everything. First off, I want to talk about uh, Livingston, which is the, the, the town that, uh, that this is located in our show. Mm-hmm. Livingston is a town uh, in Park County, Montana, that's located south in southwest Montana on the Yellowstone River, north of Yellowstone National Park. And the population is about 7,000 people as of 2010. So it might be a little bit higher, might be a little lower, who knows. Um, but as far as Yellowstone National Park is concerned, it is located in Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. It was established by the U.S. Congress and signed into law by President Ulysses Grant in 1872. Yellowstone was the first national park in the U.S. and is also widely held to be the first national park in the world. The park is known for its wildlife and its many geothermal features, especially Old Faithful as one of its most um, popular features. Native Americans have lived in Yellowstone for at least 11 thousand years that's that's a lot of years see what i'm saying see, see what how dare you <laughs> Eleven thousand years and how old is john dotton's family seven generations yes yeah, okay. five generations in eleven thousand yeah. years <laughs> i think we just answered the question to that i think debate. we did yes well aside from visits by mountain men during the early to mid 19th century um Organized exploration did not begin until the late 1860s. Management and control of the park originally fell under the jurisdiction of the Secretary of the Interior. However, the U.S. Army was subsequently commissioned to oversee management of Yellowstone for a 30-year period um, up to 1916. In 1917, administration of the park was transferred to the National Park Service. Um, It spans over almost 3,500 square miles. So beautiful. Uh, it comprises of lakes, canyons, rivers, mountain ranges, and so forth. Um, all these wonderful things. But rather than just talk about it from that perspective, so so you've been what mm-hmm. what about it? Did well first off, what did you see, and then kind of describe what you saw. We saw pretty much everything. I had it set up all pretty, three thousand. Well, maybe not. <laughs> okay, I had a pretty sweet setup though. So my best friend at the time. Had at the time, fr- we'll talk about this. I later. mean, no, no, she's still my best friend. Okay, okay, I'm, okay. I'm trying to lose friends today on the show. So my best friend had a friend who had like a lodge house, like an hour outside of Yellowstone. So we got to go there. We all stayed in this like amazing lodge, and then we would drive into the park every day. But we saw Old Faithful. We mm. pretty much just drove around. I wasn't driving, so my experience at Yellowstone was pretty much sit in the car for two hours. Look outside the window, stop, get out, take pictures. I mean, I don't remember all the names of all the places because there's so many inside Yellowstone. But we saw a bear. We had like a wildlife checklist. There's so okay. much wildlife at Yellowstone. So we saw a fox. We saw a bear on our last day. And we saw buffalo, which I was super excited about. I'd never seen a buffalo in the wild. And we were just driving, and they're literally just right there on the side of the road. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes you can't you can't move. Like It's, it's a two-lane right. road. And sometimes the, they're not going to get out of the way for you. <laughs> so you're just stuck. Right. They're so close. I want. I mean, I just tried to zoom in on my camera. I knew it would be unsafe to go up and, and try to get really close to one, although they seemed pretty, like, they didn't really care about people being around them. But still yeah. not safe. Yeah, that and also, like, I know when you, when you, I went kayaking with, with um, whales and they say like you have to stay like a certain uh, distance away from them just you know and they have you sign this thing that you will do that so they have I don't I don't know if, what laws they fully have as far as that like respecting 
you know, the animals, I'm sure they, they don't appreciate you walking mm-hmm. up to a bear or something Mm-mm. like that, which I know you didn't, but um, anyway. You guys know. Absolutely not. I was so ready. Like, I was like, oh, so beautiful. Like, I was literally about to say, I want to visit. She starts talking about buffalo bears. I'm just trying to hold I my mean, face I mean, you can together. just stay in the car. No, thank you. That's it. I'm just going to watch the show. Well, you know, for those of you at home, let us know if you've been to Yellowstone. What about it appealed to you? Uh, if you haven't been and you do decide to one day go, you know, just just write in the comments section. We'd love to kind of talk about it with you. As the appeal of this show is the drama, but it's also the landscape. Like, it's a land forgotten. Oh, uh, yeah. It's an escape sometimes. So. It honestly was one of the beautiful places I've ever gone. So it's worth yeah. it. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be Yeah, afraid. no, it's you really should, worth you it. should okay. go. Just stay in the car. You don't have to get out. What was your favorite part? Um, we saw the geysers. Um, we saw, I, I wish I could have, like, gone to the lakes. Like, we kind of overall did spend the... We spent the day just getting through it, but okay. I wish, like, you know, I could be in a cabin in the lakes and yeah. maybe go fishing, something like that. You, you really got to plan, like, at least three days or something. Yeah. I yeah. feel. Okay. And bring a bodyguard. <laughs> I, I think the bears will be fine. Like, just bring the bears some food and, like, toss it to them and then just run. What if they don't finish do it? Don't do that. That is okay. the worst bear advice ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? Once you don't know. Okay, so he just admitted. He just... Okay, well, don't pull a rip or something. <laughs> That's exactly know. not what you're supposed just to do. Just do not pull a rip. Oh, my goodness. I'm going right. to miss this show. Well, let's, uh, let's get into predictions for season two. Um, this show ended on like one of the biggest cliffhangers ever for me. So I am ready for season two. Um, I want to see Jamie go forward. Like there, there's no one that really likes John Dutton except Beth and Casey. But Casey's kind of doing it for his own motives. I feel ultimately. I like him <laughs> <laughs> so much. Mm, yeah, okay, just correction. Earlier when I was talking, I was talking about Casey, not Jamie. Yeah, when I said that the rainwater, Casey and the rainwater. Got it. We said Jamie, yeah, so just side note. But yes, I do like Jamie. I do, well, I do like Jamie to some extent. I And, you know, I feel like he's had his very humanizing moments, like what we talked about, like when he was in the car with Beth. So he's a good brother um, from how he can, from what he's been taught on how to love. But I'm excited for him to come into his own and go after what he wants, even if he has to go against his father. Um, I'm ready for Beth to be challenged, and I think that Walker is going to do that. So those are two things that I'm really excited to see next season. But most importantly, it's just Casey and Monica's relationship and how that's going to play out. Mm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things, too. I'm interested to see if she's going to come back to him or he's going to end up going back to her. But I definitely think they're going to reconcile and become a very strong unit like how you were saying that that's casey's you know number one family unit Mm -hmm. i feel very strongly that way and i feel like he's going to try to get back to that when as soon as he can yeah the 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 only thing that i don't want is um like if if it means them being safe i I, like between tate and and monica i just don't want anything more to happen to them like especially with monica what happened i was like i can't watch this i was so scared i thought she died I I I knew that she wouldn't die, but I felt like this is, this girl's gonna like be an invalid for the le- rest of her life. Like she's gonna like not be able to speak or something. Yeah, so. and she's just yeah, she's such a sweet soul. Yeah. 
All right. Well, those are our those are our predictions. We can only speculate. Uh, we've got a lot of months to speculate, so uh, by all means, you can speculate along with us in the comments section or interact with us on social media. Yeah. Um, where can people follow you guys? You guys can follow me on Instagram at Julana and Twitter at Julana Dizon. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for staying in with us. I'm Thelmy and Bazeway. You can check me out on Instagram at Thelmy and on Twitter at Moxie underscore soul. And I'm at Phil Svitek across pretty much everything, so check me out there. And check us out on all the, all the other shows that we mentioned earlier that we will be covering individually. And hopefully we'll also get to do a show together that's before Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. But looking forward to uh, next season. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz see you later. Expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.